Hey friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together, tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. Today, we are so lucky that we get Alicia Nilsson Bell on here today. She is the program coordinator for Empowering Financial Wellness Team. Um, she's really incre- incredible and really good at our job. And we're so excited that she is going to empower us today. She got her bachelor's degree at Utah State, focusing on family finance. And Alicia, thank you for being here. Like, really, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Yeah, and we just have to ask, like, the holidays are kind of happening, wrapping up. So do you have a holiday tradition that you love? I think just spending time with family. And we just had a baby last year, so we just turned one. So we're now just trying to figure out the new family traditions for the holidays now that our family is expanding and growing. That is such a big deal. Like, that is so cute. So as a little boy or a little girl? As a little boy, his name is Mateus. Oh, my goodness, Mateus. That is so Darling, and it's so sweet to be creating your own, like figuring out what traditions you want or create or, oh, and it's so magical to have a kid around the presents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is this his first Christmas? Was it his first Christmas or was it his second Christmas? Um, uh, It will be, it will have been his second Christmas. Oh my goodness. But we were all sick for his first one. So <laughs> we're excited to not be sick this time. So it will have been already his his second Christmas. That is so darling. So darling. Well, we're so excited. Thank you for letting us steal you away a little bit from your cute, darling little boy. We are just so excited because in your position, you're literally empowering people in their finances every single day. And we're starting in January. This is a big month to set New Year's resolution goals. And yet so many of us want to do better with finances and have no idea where to start or what to do. So we're so excited mm-hmm. to to talk to you about it. So I'm just going to start us off of where would like, what is one good goal and where would you start with that with finances? Because it can be so overwhelming. That's a good question. So it really depends on where you are and it's going to be very personal. Uh, We always say in our team that personal finances is personal. It's just that it's usually going to be more of like a personal uh, problem or just different uh, changes that need to be made more so than the numbers parts of it. And so some goals that you may consider uh, during this time of year is considering if you took on any debt over the holidays, especially credit card debt or any other high interest debt, then it could be a good goal to give yourself a timeline of when you're going to have that paid off uh, so that you're not having to pay that high interest for it or any other fees. Uh, also look at what your savings is looking like right now, especially your emergency fund. Uh, if there's anything that the last couple years has taught us is the importance of having an emergency fund, because it's not so much a matter of if emergencies are going to happen, but more so when they're going to happen yep. and really just life happens. So just being prepared for that. So maybe giving yourself a goal of what you would like your emergency fund to be up to. So maybe start out with just a hundred dollars, work up from there to maybe whatever your car payment is, or then work up to what your rent or mortgage payment is. 
and then work up to a thousand dollars if that is more and then work up to one month of your living expenses uh, from there so those are just a couple uh, that I would suggest kind of starting out with um, also just you could uh, look at what your credit score is or uh, see if there's anything that you would like to improve in that area as well but really find one that's meaningful to you and to your family as well uh, because those are going to be the ones that you're most likely to stick with in the long run and see progress with rather than just what everybody else is doing this is actually a great time to pause and have a moment for our sponsors because they have given me so much confidence in the financial world. I actually started this podcast because I was afraid of finances for a really long time until I took a class on how to budget and my fear changed to confidence. Utah Money Moms has continued to help my confidence grow. They provide free webinars and downloadable resources to help you understand your money personality and hone it in to make a good financial future. One of my favorite resources is their free downloadable calendars. I love the 2021 calendar because it gave me small, doable financial goals each month. So head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to download their 2022 finance calendar and start your journey of finances with confidence. Again, that's utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram. I actually think that's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've heard with goals lately is find one that's really meaningful to you because you're so right. So many goals just get lost by the wayside or I know I've set goals just because someone's doing it and it sounds really interesting or cool or like a good thing to do, but I dropped it really quickly because it wasn't meaningful to me. Exactly. Yeah. I love the three. I would actually love to talk about those three topics. So I'm even writing them down to make sure we get to them. So you credit score and debt and emergency fund. So Mm -hmm. I, can we start with emergency fund? Just kind of chatting a little bit more. Yeah. I love how you mentioned starting off at like a hundred dollars and then going to your car payment. And then you're like, I love how you're doing these little things. Cause th- I think a lot of times we paint these goals of like, okay, I want $3,000 in an emergency fund, but that seems so overwhelming. It overwhelms what we need to do today. And so you're setting these like smaller goals along the way. And like, you're just saying, just save up a hundred dollars and then reevaluate. Right. Yeah. And I feel like so many times we hear professionals saying, oh, you need to have three to six months worth of your living expenses saved in an emergency fund. But then when you sit down and you crunch the numbers of how much that really means, uh, that ends up pretty overwhelming, especially with so many people in America living paycheck to paycheck right now, thinking of saving up six to $10,000 or even more than that is pretty overwhelming and is like, ooh, I don't know if I can even start on that one. And then it can be kind of debilitating to where you don't even feel like you can get started. But really start start now um, because uh, I would much rather have something saved up when an emergency comes up rather than nothing and be like, all right, at least I have something to fall back on. And that's something that can bring a lot of peace of mind and more confidence, knowing that you have something saved for when those things come up. Uh, for example, we just had a flat tire. And oh, so no. <laughs> that one, you can't predict no. when that's going to come up and it comes in the most inconvenient times. So that's where having your emergency fund 
comes into play or if you miss a flight when you're going to visit family or go on a vacation and my husband even had to remind me that's where your emergency fund comes into play is so that we can buy ourselves new tickets and so really your emergency fund is your savings that can bring you a lot of peace of mind and just confidence knowing okay I'm prepared for when life happens there's so much in that that I just love what you said. I think the biggest thing is like, why do you even do an emergency fund? Because I think a lot of people talk about like, oh, it's because like someone told me or obviously emergencies happen. But I love what you said. And if we rethink to this, a peace of mind. Like mm-hmm. you can have that calm in the middle of a storm when you, because, oh man, that feeling when your tire blows. Oh, it is so stressful because not only is it a, a scary thing on the road, but oh, you know how much that popped, like that sound and that Mm -hmm. feeling, you're like, that is a huge ding in my wallet, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But that peace of mind of when those things are already high stress, like all of those things that you you said are high stress situations, missing your flight, um, having your tire blow, like they're high stress situations. So lessen the stress, like have that peace of mind give that to yourself. Um, and you're so right about, we think about like those 36 months that a lot of professionals say, and it is so like overwhelming to the point we don't even start. It's huge. Like we just don't even start. And I love what you said too. You'd rather have something than nothing. And even, even if that's like a hundred dollars, that's something towards that emergency, right? Yeah. And really whatever helps you to sleep at night. That's kind of the best. One of the things that I heard when I read a book, they were like, that's really how you should determine how much is in your emergency fund Mm. is however much helps you to sleep at night and have that peace of mind uh, going forward that you're ready for when life happens and those stressful situations come up so that they're not as stressful, like you said. That is so amazing. What would you recommend? So that emergency fund, how should we be holding that? Like, does this need to be a really liquid fund? Should it be cash? Should it be in a bank or credit union? Yeah, so that's a great question. So it should be fairly liquid. Uh, Right now, consider looking into an online savings account. Those are paying even higher higher interest than Mm -hmm. your brick and mortar uh, bank or credit union, but even just putting it in the bank or credit union rather than keeping it cash under the mattress is going to still help it to build up a little bit as well and continue to grow without you even doing anything, but then you're still able to access it when you need to. And so it is important to establish what is considered an emergency. It's not just when Christmas comes up uh, this year and it's like, oh shoot, I haven't saved as much as I needed to, uh, but establishing what's considered an emergency for you and your family that you would use those funds for as well. Okay. That's actually a really good point. Cause I've had a lot of discussions with my friends lately about that is a lot of times a situation will happen and we didn't dip into our, or uh, my said friend didn't dip into their emergency fund because they're like, oh, well, that's not an emergency, but totally, they look back, they're like, that was totally an emergency, like that had, um, so on both sides, or the other way of like, oh, well, I didn't save up for Christmas, so, so what do you do to kind of predetermine, do you have a conversation with your husband, do you write it down yourself? 
Yeah, so that's definitely something that should involve every member of the family so that everybody's on the same page uh, when different situations come up in life that are either uh, those high stress moments or just really any high emotion moments uh, so that then everybody's on the same page and then it doesn't become a contentious moment and then you're more confident making those decisions in those times. That is so good. What kind of how would you start that discussion in your family? That's a great question. Um, so I would just look back on some different situations that have happened recently uh-huh. and uh, kind of talk about, hey, do you feel like this was an emergency that we should have used our emergency fund? Or kind of like you mentioned, start with the retrospect of uh, situations that have happened already or even just when you are watching a show together and you see them experiencing uh, different situations, then you could bring it up of, hey, I think that this would be a time that I would use my emergency fund. Or I bet they wished that they had saved up for that emergency. And so hopefully we could be uh, prepared for when those times come in our life as well. I actually love that. I love that you said like while you're watching a movie, if a couple is experiencing something going along and like they ran into a tree or whatever happens, um, like for instance, in Home Alone, they like have a burglary or you're like, oh, emergency, like that's going to cost, right? Yeah. Um, I actually think that's super fun. Sometimes I think that we we put this paradigm on ourselves that financial conversations are staunchy and hard and but you just opened it up like with your spouse partner family member your significant other like that is so easy to be watching a movie and turn to them be like oh my gosh I would have used my emergency fund in this situation done yeah or even when they have different things happen in home alone with their flight tickets as well. They have an emergency come up with leaving him behind. So they have to get new tickets for him. It's like, hey, that would be a perfect time to utilize your emergency fund rather than a credit card or oh so on and so forth. And so it's great being able to learn from other people's experiences so that you can prepare yourself uh, for when those times come up. Okay, that is so fun like that makes conversations so much more fun and you're prepared in a very fun way I love that theory now I'm gonna watch Home Alone <laughs> totally differently <laughs> and all over other shows I'm like oh, ooh, would I use it or would I not in this circumstance <laughs> like mm-hmm. friends and family be warned we're watching movies differently <laughs> I love that like I just love how simple and easy that is to open up the financial conversation in just a fun way Um, exactly and it's not so intimidating right right it's totally like not intimidating at all like also kind of funny you know like funny but also thought-provoking yeah exactly I love that okay want to switch gears a little bit to um to debt because that's also a huge one especially around Christmas time Mm -hmm. a lot of people are so we just have normal debt in life right, of car, house, student loans, personal loans, all that, but then credit card debt significantly goes up in December, and now we're in January, Um, so what tips and tricks do you have with just any debt in general, but specifically that December debt? 
Yeah, so our team actually has a great program and resource called PowerPay uh, that you can access on powerpay.org where you can go in there and create yourself a debt payoff plan. And it can be really motivating being able to see exactly how long it's going to take you if you only make minimum payments each month versus if you add a little extra to it. Even if you, it lets you kind of play around with the numbers and see how much, uh, just adding an extra $10 each month on top of your uh, monthly minimum payment can save you in interest costs. And right now with the feds raising their rates and uh, that's affecting how much interest we're paying with credit card debt as well as all other debts as well. So it's even more important now to get that credit card debt paid off as quick as possible. And so definitely recommend going on to powerpay.org and check that out as well. And for and our listeners, just... yeah, I just want to put a little plug in that at the end of every single podcast episode, I have a QR code for that PowerPay that you can get their course for free. And what an amazing resource. I highly recommend their course. Love the title PowerPay because it really, it's empowered me. And I, I know it will empower you specifically with this, like go in and make that debt plan. Yeah. Yeah. And so also just evaluating your budget as well. See if there's any areas where you're spending more money than you wish you were and see if you could cut back a little bit. We also have a great tool on our website called the Cutting Expenses Booklet that has almost 100 uh, tips in it for cutting back your spending in different areas of your budget. And that can help you to free up money, even just a few dollars here or there that can be extra towards your credit card debt or really any other debts as well. So you can get them paid off quicker and be saving yourself money by not having to pay that interest. I love that you guys have tools because it frees me up because sometimes you're like, how do I even start with debt? Literally like they've got it all out of the power page that you'll get um, more information at the end of the podcast with how to go there and the website and everything. Um, but you literally, I don't even have to think about it. I can just go to your website and be like, oh, perfect. Here's my goal. Let's figure it out. Here's the interest rate. Here's how long. Like, it's just like, it is all hand. You guys just do it all. And so if that's what you want to connect with, if that's what you want to do, which I always, I'm like, pay off the debt because it's going to cost you far more in, in the future. It might as well get financial freedom faster. Mm -hmm. So that, that debt is so big. I wanted to ask you, say, no, there's kind of, there's two theories of paying off debts and it's always back and forth. And I'm just curious of your thoughts. And I don't know if there's a better one, but, um, there's debt avalanche method and debt snowball. So debt avalanche, when you're paying the highest interest, the debt with the highest interest first. So it doesn't matter how much balance you have, but the high, highest interest versus that snowball when you're doing the smallest amount to the biggest amount. So you see that effect kind of going faster versus the other one takes sometimes a little bit slower, but you're paying less of interest. Do you recommend one over the other? Ultimately, I'd say whichever one is most motivating to you is going to be the one that I would recommend. Some people are going to say, all right, I just got three of my debts paid off within six months by doing the smallest balance first with the snowball. Oh, yeah. and that can be really motivating or whatever the time frame is. And that can be so motivating. Whereas sometimes with doing the highest interest one first with the avalanche, it might take a little bit longer, like you mentioned, to get those balances paid off 
which some people might not find that quite as motivating to stick to, but they also, other people might find it motivating of, oh, I'm going to save myself X amount more money and interests by doing this sequence of them. So really whichever one is going to be most motivating for you. I like that because that kind of ties back into what you said at the beginning of connect what's meaningful to you. And also I think motivation is meaningful, right? (laughs) Because you're not going to do a goal that you're not motivated to do or you're not meaningful to do. So I love that advice that honestly, like paying off your debt is just great in general. (laughs) Whatever, whichever method, it's just, just do it. Like, amen, stick with it and and be happy with whichever, whichever. I, I love that a lot. And kind of going along with that, as you get your debts paid off, you can be like, oh, it might even feel like you got a raise because then you have X amount more money available to go towards your goals and the things that you really want to be achieving in life right now. Or if it's going towards your emergency fund, it'll be amazing how much quicker you'll be able to build it up when you don't have uh, money going towards debts to other people that you're paying off. I love that. I, th- I think it's so interesting because there's perspective in the world to debt has been so normalized. Like it is so normal just to carry around debt, like incredibly normal to the point that we're all even questioning, like, why is it that much more important to like pay more than the minimum? But I heard this quote the other day that I just loved is if you're always hanging or if you still have debt, you're paying your past self. Like that is your past goals and you're not able to achieve your current or your future. And being able to pay that off helps you with money for that current or future. And that's so much more exciting. Like the past already happened. And Mm -hmm. like, that's not exciting, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I love that. And it can just be so freeing. And um, there's been so much research that's been done that shows that uh, the stress around debt is something that so many people are experiencing right now. And one of the most stressful things is debt, uh, particularly. And it can be so contentious within marriages or within families as well. And so just getting that paid off as quickly as you can can be so freeing in so many different ways. Amen to it being also something freeing in a relationship as well it is so freeing for a relationship i want to kind of transition from debt and into um credit score which which is how you go into debt but we at some point in time will probably all need to go into debt for a mortgage for a car and for other things so that credit score is important so what's a good goal with credit score why are credit scores even important Yeah, there's so many different areas of our lives that credit scores affect from being able to um, get an apartment or get a good rate on your credit card or the best rate or being able to just have access to credit when you need it. If it is a needed thing when an emergency happens, if you're not prepared with an emergency fund yet, If it needs to be something that you utilize, then if you have a good credit score, then it can help make it a little bit better uh, from a financial standpoint. And really what's considered to be good is going to depend a little bit based on the context of you taking on that credit. Um, Well, if you're trying to get like a platinum credit card, uh, you'll probably want to have a little bit of a higher score compared to 
uh, what's going to be considered good for taking out just a personal loan with the bank or there's different ranges or minimums for taking on a mortgage as well and so those can also act as kind of a guide for what you're hoping for with the credit score if my goal was to improve my credit score this year what are just a few suggestions you'd give me I would definitely recommend make sure make sure that you make your payments on time with any credit cards that you have, with any bills that you have, make sure that you make them on time because that's the biggest influence on your credit score. Um, also, just make sure that you're keeping your credit utilization low. So experts recommend keeping that around 30% or lower of your available credit. So say I have a credit card with a $1,000 limit, experts would recommend not charging more than $300 on it at a time. And that'll be also a great boost to your score. That is, with that credit utilization, I always wondered this with a credit card. So we're gonna go back to $1,000 credit card. So if I have a $300 purchase and I pay it off, can I still go within that month up to $300 again? Just as long as you aren't exceeding that $300 at any given point. That is such a good tip. It's something that literally all of us can do, even if we're like paying off in the middle of it. And I love how you say that um, make on time payments. I didn't realize I, I'm taking a, a financial literacy course. I'm, I'm always doing financial literacy um, on the side. And I didn't also realize is not only is loans and interest rates, um, are affected by your credit score, but sometimes your employment that your employer can look up your credit history. Um, and that can be a decision on employment. So keeping that credit score, even if you're not planning on going into debt in the near future, that credit score is really enabling. And also for those eventually those loans in the future to have the lowest rates, the higher the credit score, the lower the rates. That's such a big, a big deal. Like I didn't realize I didn't realize the employment history. I, I was really interested with that. Yeah, or even like your car insurance agent is able to look at your credit score and pull your credit reports. And that can affect your rates there as well. It's pretty uh, crazy or eye-opening seeing all the different areas that our credit score affects. Not even just the interest rates that we get, but all aspects of our lives because um, they see that if you are responsible in one area of your life, then you're probably going to be responsible in other areas of your life as well. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful and, and scary that we have a number that determines our character, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, can you deal with having a stressful situation of having to owe someone and can you do it? And I loved how you said on-time payments is huge for a credit score, like keeping that up. Can you do it on time? Can you do it within this like framework of we've set a contract? Like, can you keep a contract? It's so crazy. That, that's uh -huh. our world that we live in, right? Mm -hmm. And then one other tip that I just thought of just real quick is with your credit utilization ratio, trying to keep that low. If you get paid um, twice during the month, make two payments on your credit card uh, during the month, not just one. And so then that'll help keep your utilization ratio even lower or even help you to get it paid off even sooner as well. That is a great tip because I think that's fairly normal 
for most institutions to pay right now. I guess you can determine yourself depending on the institution, but a lot of people get paid bi-monthly and that is a great idea. I hadn't thought about that one. We are so grateful for the tips. I just feel like all of these have been very down to earth to like, oh, I can start $100 towards an emergency fund or, okay, I can make the goal of making on-time payments or, okay, I can, and with my debt, I can like work on this. I can, I can do this. Uh, You just made me feel like I can do these things, um, which has been really exciting. I want to ask you our final question that we always ask our guests. And that is what is one piece of advice you give your younger self to boost your confidence? Um, So that's a great question. I'm glad that you asked. And so um, my piece of advice that I would give to my younger self is that you can be who and what you want. And you don't have to let other people define you or your relationship. Uh, And so that kind of goes with money and then also with people in general. Uh, Just a couple of examples is when I was growing up, I was always known as Vanessa's little sister. So that was my sister. And I feel like I let that define me. And so that was kind of it was good in some ways. And then also some people just assumed that I was just like my sister and didn't really take the time to get to know me. And I let that define myself. And then another example is, um, so my dad, he had a son with his previous marriage uh, before me. And for the longest time, I didn't even bother trying to develop a relationship with my half brother because things were pretty rough and rocky between him and my dad. And so I just assumed, well, I don't think he'll ever want to get to know me um, because I'm Mike's daughter. Uh, That's my dad. And I let that keep me from a really great relationship up until the last few years. And then I reached out and he actually reached out to me and now we've developed a really great relationship together and he loves me for who I am and his family and his kids love me for who I am rather than just who my father is Um, not that my father is a terrible person but he's able to love me for who I am as well as his kids and I think that that also goes with money as well, that um, we don't have to let the different things of the world or society define our relationship with money. Uh, Sometimes we hear the saying of money's the root of all evil. It does. It's not. It can be a great tool if we choose to use it that way to help us uh, reach our goals in life and do the things that make us happy because Um, A great quote that I love from a professor I had in college is that we don't have financial goals. We have life goals with financial consequences. And so I really love that as we look at our goals and our dreams for this, uh, this year going forward, that really it's not just that we're looking at the numbers of it, but what do we want to accomplish and how is money going to help us, um, to accomplish that. And so that's where having our, having a good positive relationship with money can be helpful as well. That is the most beautiful advice. Thank you for sharing that. 
um, and tying that back in. That was beautiful. I want to make sure our listeners know where to find more of your content. So where can they go to connect more with that information that you were sharing earlier? Yeah, so that's a great question. So if you go to finance.usu.edu slash EFW for empowering financial wellness, that is one of the places you're able to find uh, the resources that I mentioned, as well as also the free classes that we're offering or on our Utah Money Moms website as well, where we're just trying to make finances easier to understand, digest, and approach, really. And they make things definitely more approachable for me. That's These are the people who really got me into finances. Is it, if you're scared, this is literally, I would not recommend a better place to start. This is a great, like they have so many resources that are approachable and will help you learn the lingo, will help you start to feel confident because I believe in feeling confident. I believe that to go forward in your life, you can feel confident in these things. So thank you so much for joining us. We are so grateful for you. It's been so fun being able to be together this evening. It's been wonderful. Really, thank you. Thank you. I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Pal, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the money master course course to your cart and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category, then using the code KATIEANN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N with no spaces to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout. So let's master our money together. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.